0: Alright, hello everyone. Welcome back to Player's Spellbook. Well, I say welcome back. Welcome if this is your first time. Welcome back if it isn't. This is a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons & Dragons, starting with the spells in the 5th edition Player's Handbook. I am your host Derek, and I'm joined by my co-host Tim. Today, we're talking about the cantrip Firebolt.
1: Yeah, but, but first, you've been DMing for a while now, and I was just wondering if... There were any NPCs or even plot lines that you would like to throw a firebolt at?
0: If <laughs> there are any NPCs that I personally would like to throw a firebolt at?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I think I'm trying to get at like, are there any NPCs or any uh, plot
0: lines that you regret? Hmm. Any NPCs or plot lines that I regret? I think that there is um, actually maybe this relates well to the fire metaphor we're, we're going with here. But I think that I gave uh, my brother's character an enchanted sword uh, named Sirocco the Scorcher that had the spirit of a brass dragon trapped inside of it, which was an awesome idea when I came up with it. But then I realized I really had no idea how to execute on it. I, I couldn't figure out a good Voice for Sirocco didn't really know what role it was going to play in in my brother's character or even how to interact with that character. Uh, And so it ended up just mostly being a cool magic sword and probably (laughs) would have been better if it wasn't sentient. Uh Um, So I think I feel that way with a lot of sentient magic items. I have a hard time giving them good characterization uh Um, yeah so if any listeners have any tips feel free to send those in (laughs) but uh yeah i think that some sentient magic items i have given out have not quite had the impact that i have hoped for yeah i wonder if it's just easy to forget about them i think that's part of it too i think i've handed out a few magic items as like treasure rewards or whatever and then realized a few sessions later like oh i had written down in my notes that this was a sentient item that it was supposed to have this personality or whatever and i completely forgot and now it's so far gone that i figure ah, you know what we'll just we'll just let it go and maybe that's a normal belt of dwarven kind or maybe that's a normal wand of magic missiles and we'll try again another time yeah,
1: well, when you got so much going on, that can be hard.
0: Yeah, I think that's part of it, too. It's like there's an NPC that is now always with the party at all times because it's a magic item and a D&D character will never part with their magic items. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe it feels like a lot of extra work to add on as a DM as well to give magic items that your characters are going to have conversations and interactions with. Yeah, that's
1: true. I guess if you make them cursed and kind of evil, they'll get rid of them eventually
0: probably <laughs> they'll get rid of them yeah that's probably a good starting point make them really like not nice <laughs> yeah. sentient magic or,
1: yeah
0: or just like only be around for a short time
1: or make them have
0: like the opposite motivation of your of your pc <laughs> they're constantly testing and berating them and yeah yeah that's another way to do it well, but anyway, this is a podcast about Firebolt, despite, uh, <laughs> despite the episode thus far. <laughs> yeah. uh, why don't we jump into the actual cantrip and uh, get, get ourselves back on track here. <laughs> yeah. All right, Firebolt is an evocation cantrip, casting time one action, range 120 feet, components verbal and somatic with an instantaneous duration. You hurl a mote of fire at a creature or object within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 1d10 fire damage. A flammable object hit by this spell ignites if it isn't worn or carried. The spell's damage increases by 1d10 when you reach 5th level, 11th level, and 17th level. And it is available for artificers, sorcerers, and wizards. So, Tim, any any thoughts right off the gate? Right off the gate. (laughs) Off the bat? Yeah. I'm mixing my metaphors here.
1: I think on the surface, it looks like a really good, uh, really good cantrip, but I've become so disillusioned with fire damage that I would be hesitant to take this spell. I mean, the range is really good. I like that it's an a- attack instead of a save and, and everything, but uh, maybe it's just playing with you specifically, but there are a lot of
0: times where fire does nothing so yeah any discussion of damage types well at the risk of sounding like a broken record (laughs) has to include the disclaimer of this totally depends on your campaign but there are a lot of monsters that are resistant or immune to fire damage Um, so that uh, should probably be taken into account if you're a player looking at taking this spell so for example, almost all fiends, of which there are a huge number, are immune to fire. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, many kinds of dragons that are immune to fire. Uh, certain subspecies of giants are immune to fire. And even character classes, like three or character races, pardon me, three types of dragonborn are resistant to fire. Tieflings are resistant to fire. In our campaign right now, three out of five characters are resistant <laughs> to fire. Yeah, so. Firebolt is, like you said, it's a great cantrip. It's got uh, the best range of any cantrip. It's got incredible damage at 1d10. Yep. But the fire damage can be a real gamble.
1: Yeah, for sure. The one, the one way you can get around that kind of is by taking the elemental adept feat. Because then you can get around resistance. But I think there's still a lot of monsters that are completely immune to fire.
0: Yeah. If you're really going hardcore into a fire damage dealing build, uh, then Elemental Adept is certainly worth it because you'll encounter fire resistance Mm -hmm. probably quite frequently. Yeah. Um, And if you're doing a fire build, then this is probably a cantrip that you're taking. (laughs) So you should consider that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that other than that, there isn't like a ton else to say, like verbal and somatic. It doesn't really have an interesting material component, Mm -hmm. which is maybe kind of a shame. Uh, It might be kind of cool to see like a little bit of phosphorus or like bat guano, like what's required in the fireball spell Um, might be kind of cool. But this is just you wiggle your fingers and point at someone and blast them with fire. Mm -hmm.
1: The additional effect is pretty cool that a flammable object uh, ignites if it's hit by the spell.
0: Yeah, I think that that, to me, is the biggest risk in this spell. Not that you won't be able to deal damage uh, because the fire is resisted, but that you run the risk of setting things on fire. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, something catching fire is inherently a pretty dramatic thing to happen. And I think that firebolt is a great way to up the drama. Yeah because setting things on fire is super dangerous particularly yeah. in a dnd world there's a reason that throughout most of history arson has been a capital crime like the setting of fires where fire shouldn't be mm-hmm. has been disastrous in a lot of cases off the top of my head i can think of the great fire of rome the great fire of london the great fire of chicago yeah we here in canada just saw wildfires sweeping across british columbia last summer yeah. like there is all kinds of dangers with fire running out of control, particularly in a, a world like the, the pseudo medieval setting of most D and D games where most construction is made of wood. Yeah, for sure. I can, I can completely see somebody casting fire as being a warrant for getting arrested. <laughs> like if you cast firebolt in an urban center, the city guard will want to have a word with you because you're basically committing arson.
1: So I watched this whole video on, um, the Battle of the Nile, which is a famous battle during the Napoleonic Wars with Horatio Nelson, mm-hmm. in that battle a ship famously exploded, which apparently didn't happen that often, but then the ships that were around that ship stopped firing cannons and started wetting all the robes and the sails and uh like wetting everything down because they didn't want any sparks to get on their ship and it the yeah. idea was that if ever there's a fire on your ship and there's an enemy firing at you you worry about the fire on your ship before you the worry fire about- on your ship is way more dangerous
0: yeah. yeah yeah absolutely um it's like there was a big I, I i haven't watched a lot of game of thrones but i remember seeing a scene where there was like a pirate captain or something like that who was shooting flaming arrows from his ship and uh i was thinking like the fire on your ship is probably more dangerous. Like whatever you're using to light those flaming arrows is probably way more of a risk than these fire arrows <laughs> are worth. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, the Witcher series does a really good job with this, in in the books at least. Fire magic is just as evil as necromancy magic for those reasons, because fire is so dangerous. Um, so in, in urban settings, you run the risk of getting arrested or actually committing arson and lighting things on fire. In natural settings, you run the risk of, like, triggering a forest fire, or if you're in, like, an arctic setting, triggering an avalanche. Um, I think that there is a lot of really interesting and dangerous consequences to missing a firebolt attack. I think as a DM, I would consider, if you really want to up the drama, do it anytime a character misses, but maybe just on, like, when a character rolls a natural one on an attack for a firebolt have something dramatically appropriate catch fire. Yeah, It sort of makes it so the character, you know, gets at least something out of their turn. Like it's sort of a bummer that you rolled a nat one, but hey, something happened. You lit something on fire. That's kind of cool. And now that's a new piece of terrain a new environmental hazard that you and presumably your enemies have to be aware of and now maybe your barbarian can shove the goblin king up against the burning tapestry or now maybe you have to get out of this room before you know the whole building catches fire mm-hmm. or whatever it, it can add really interesting new dynamic elements to a fight where a firebolt randomly sets something ablaze mm-hmm.
1: yeah for sure this spell would make sense to if you had If you, as a DM, made an NPC that was a little bit more chaotic.
0: Yeah, some men just want to watch the world (laughs) burn, and those men probably learned the fireball cantrip. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so then you could just put the PCs in a situation where they're surrounded by a lot of flammable objects that suddenly get ignited throughout the fight or something like that.
0: Yeah, I think any time you see that in a spell's description that it, flammable objects in the spell's area or hit by the spell ignite if they aren't being worn or carried, that's a great call out to to be aware of because yeah, that can really help add a lot of drama to mm-hmm. combats if things are randomly catching fire as uh, as the battle ensues, you know, like if yeah. a if a lightning bolt or a fireball just lights an entire corridor on fire. Well, now that's a very different fight you're having
1: yeah for sure and i guess as a player if you took this that would be a strategic something strategic you could think about like lighting another ship's sails on fire so they yeah from raise. 120
0: feet away you can start lighting another ship's sails on fire that's pretty cool pretty and powerful very dangerous yeah
1: i remember specifically in your campaign you described enemy ships were wetting their sails and everything
0: yeah, because they didn't they didn't want to take the risk of somebody on their on the opposing ship knowing fire magic because if they did that's going to be a really big problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so firebolt, good cantrip, fantastic mm-hmm. range, good damage, uh some really uh some some very potent side effects to be aware of. A, the risk of the risk of enemies resisting it and B the fact that things might just start catching fire during your combats, which can be very cool and very risky.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. I think as far as, uh, as, as for a DM, that's, it's much the same. Um, an enemy spellcaster can use this to light things on fire from a great distance away, which can be kind of a neat way to maybe trigger traps, uh, for players nearby. Like they enter a room and, um, You know, the spellcaster, instead of shooting at them, shoots like the wooden lintel of the door above them and causes a tunnel collapse or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, That can be can be kind of cool. And you get that great like, um, you know, one of the players yelling like you missed and the spellcaster going, did I? And then the roof collapses, (laughs) you know, that classic Hawkeye line. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, there's there's all kinds of those shenanigans, um, and then Firebolt works pretty good as a legendary action uh, cantrip cast for things like liches as well. It's right. it's good damage. Um, enemy spellcasters probably want to maintain a pretty substantial uh, distance from the rest of the party because they tend to be kind of squishy. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a good way to uh, to deal some some consistent damage with a legendary action if you can cast a cantrip that way for for higher level spellcasters.
1: Yeah. So how would you treat the wording of a flammable object if you hit someone? Because presumably there are some clothes that would be flammable. Do you just ignore well, that effect? Yeah, the, the
0: spell specifically says if it isn't being worn or carried oh, yeah. it catches fire. I totally so that. I presume mm-hmm. that means like you're not lighting somebody's clothes on fire or you can't use it to like burn up the, you know, enemy druid's Quarter staff or whatever right um, it has to be something that isn't directly on a person, um, which is kind of a curious thing in d and d like yeah. sometimes some fire effects will light you on fire, and sometimes they don't uh, so like why does firebolt not light you on fire, yeah. but a fire elemental's touch attack does yeah. there's not a whole lot of consistency there the funny thing that it that this is making me think of though is like say i'm carrying a couple
1: bags of gunpowder or something and then I get hit by a firebolt and they wouldn't go on
0: fire just because I'm carrying them but if I drop them just because you're (laughs) carrying them yeah there's almost some like mystical quality (laughs) to an object being worn or carried that prevents magic from from affecting it normally
1: it's probably just exactly how love works in Harry Potter uh, having a protective effect you just love the things that you wear and carry and then your your <laughs> you love protects really them love whatever
0: well i mean i mean most D D characters are quite uh motivated by uh greed or to put it more politically enlightened self-interest um yeah. so they might be they might be very much in love with the things that they're carrying so yeah exactly maybe that makes sense <laughs> But yeah, if you're if you're the DM and you know that one of your players really likes firebolt, then consider what flammable objects you're putting in your encounters. You know, maybe you are fighting you know, nearby the munitions area of the barracks or like it, there's an alchemist shop across the street or whatever and an errant firebolt goes in there and starts causing all kinds of mayhem. Like there's a lot of opportunities by just putting flammable things around to create some some fascinating new kinds of fights just depending on how the roles go and and where combat ends up like even just what direction the wizard ends up shooting in
1: that's a good suggestion but lots of flammable option uh objects all around your universe
0: yeah lots of flammable <laughs> or explosive objects all over the place
1: <laughs> all around the universe that you've so meticulously designed <laughs>
0: i mean video games have somewhat captured that oh yeah you know you have like enemies taking cover behind explosive barrels and stuff like that it's like sometimes they're sometimes they're just asking for it (laughs) yeah it's like in in breath of the wild when you just picked up a bunch of fire arrows and you come across that encampment of Boca Blinds where they've somehow made their camp you know surrounded by explosive barrels and it's like oh you guys are asking (laughs) for it yeah you know every so often give your your fire loving character a real reason to be glad that they specialized in fire yeah
1: and then the next session give them a
0: fiend and then the next <laughs> session it's all demons <laughs> yeah. and none of them take any damage from fire and you know it, the, the dm gives and <laughs> takes away yeah. all right well i think that's everything we have to say about firebolt do you have any last passing thoughts
1: no, but we'd love to hear any thoughts from our listeners. You can follow us at player spellbook. That's Player Spellbook with one S on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Share your homebrews so we can review them in the future. And also um, follow this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And finally you can join us next week when we're gonna make lots of friends with the Cantrip Friends.